anyone's listening to this and I offend you with my cussing, sorry, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Citizens of the internet. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. How you been? I've been good. Super good. I almost for- I almost forgot to push <laughs> that. I almost forgot to push that. Have you guys seen a new addition to our family? Yes, we got we finally. You know, I've had this thing since like I think 2017, maybe, yeah, maybe 2017, maybe 2018. And I was the missing link. Yeah. Because you know, I was trying to. Uh, that was back when I was like doing music and I wanted to like record music and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I had to like buy the equipment and whatnot. And you know, I'm only using this now. I'm glad I have it. All right. So enough of the intro. Let's get let's get right to it. Euphoria. What? Oh, wow. We're jumping right in. We're getting right to it. Yes. Euphoria. So five episodes have come out now. And man, um, the last episode that we watched so far is the fifth one. And that was like. It's kind of crazy, right? A fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. It was it wild. Like the last four episodes were leading up to that crazy. But let's just rewind. Dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. Episode one. New Year's countdown. Yo, episode one was good. I liked episode one. It was, really, it, was, it was a really good introduction mm-hmm. for all the other episodes. It really set season two on a high note, and I feel like they're riding that success. Yeah. And, they, you know, they haven't flopped. Like, they're not messing up. You know, some shows, when they get two seasons deep, they start, you know, they start messing up. They start, like, closing loose ends and, like, making everything perfect all the time, mm-hmm. and it kind of loses its, its, its charm. Yeah, or, like, the characters become very fleshed out and... You kind of don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all the side characters start like maybe interacting with the main character. They become very close friends. Yeah. Or, or like all of the problems in season one have already ended. And yeah. now there's a bigger new problem in season two. But for the way they did in Euphoria, I really liked how it just keeps continuing. The problems mm-hmm. never solved because it just keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. I like the way that they filmed it. It was very chaotic and like very tense the way that new years can be i think because there's a lot of expectations about new year new me like this year will be different you know Mm -hmm. and it just felt very tense the countdowny feeling but like visually too do you mean when they were doing the snapshots yes that countdown yes or just like the whole the whole feel because like it kept bouncing back and forth between a bunch of people at the same party Mm -hmm. and like we had to keep up with all of these new not new but like it was like i love like you said i love the way that they reintroduced all the characters again and it was it was cool to see them all again just naturally because i you know like sometimes in shows like when they reintroduce the characters for the new season it's like not that great i don't know but this was very well done and the the way they introduced well the way the so usually like this is the new year's party and everybody is at the party. I really like that. Everybody's at the party. It's not like the cool kids are at the party. And then, you know, the lame kids are at another party. It's like everybody is friends with everybody. And yeah. they all know each other. Yeah. I guess because it's a small town. And that's how small towns are. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, you, you're in elementary school together. You're in middle school together. And you're in high school together. It sounds terrible. <laughs> no, serious. You know, because, like, when I, was in, when I was maybe in middle school, um, when we moved from... When we moved to another neighborhood, mm-hmm. that was, you know, all of, like, the parents, like, 
oh, we've been best friends with Susanna since pre-K. We were together since pre-kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And now our daughters have been friends since pre-kindergarten. I'm like, damn, y'all know each other for that long? <laughs> that, that, was, that was a very wild concert to me because it's like they all grew up in the same area. They never move out of the same area. They raise their kids, do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I never had that experience. Me neither. Oh, yeah? You Me moved neither. a lot, too? I moved a lot. I moved a lot. Uh, it was like every couple of years I would move. So I never felt like this attachment to school the way a lot of Americans do, mm -hmm. where they're like, oh, I miss like being back in middle school, high school with all my friends and stuff. I always had a different experience practically every year. So to me, there wasn't much to miss. I feel like I experienced a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't, it wasn't long enough for me to get attached. Mm. I do, when I say I miss high school, I miss more of like the simplicity of things. Just having a schedule and doing that. And then you don't really fail out of, out of public school, honestly. Yes, you do. Okay, but I feel like you have to be, like, you have to work pretty hard to fail. Like, because I feel like, because they have like the no kid left behind rule and stuff. So it was like coasting mm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like after high school, man, college has been tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, now no one is like force feeding you. No one is saying you got to do this. It's more so you have to want to do it. Yeah, there's this joke on Twitter about how like, or not a joke, like a discussion about why euphoria should be set in college instead because mm. these problems are more like adult related. No. But I don't think so. No. I don't I, think so. I, I feel like it's it's appropriate to be set in high, high school. school. And also like half the cast wouldn't even be going to college with that because they don't have the grades for it. You know what I mean? Uh, so Yeah, maybe community college. Yeah, but then like. Well, McKay. Yeah, McKay's already in college. But I'm talking mm -hmm. about the kids that are in high school right mm -hmm. now. Like, but it wouldn't make sense like. They all have to go to the same college, you know? Yeah. So it would just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't really, like, read hate. Like, when those type of people, I just, I don't even, like. I, mean, I guess that's, the, I mean, that's what comes when you read these forums and discussion pages. There's always that one hate. I didn't like it. It doesn't seem very realistic to me. Nobody cares what you think. <laughs> Damn, this, this real nigga's talking. I one more time. You want to push it? I wanted to click boo when you were like haters, but I, that's why I said boo. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Haters. Which one is it? Second one. <laughs> yeah. Feel good? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I hate he like reading all these people be like, euphoria is toxic and euphoria is not accurate and blah, blah, blah. Who said it was a documentary? Who said it was like a day in the life? Like who said that? Like obviously it's an HBO Max show. It's literally home box office. Yeah, like obviously some things are exaggerated, but I really disagree with the with the argument that it glamorizes drugs. Mm -hmm. I think it shows the bad sides just as equal as they do like the glamorized side. Euphoria. What I really like with about HBO, like that's well back then. HBO was supposed to be the alternative to public television because if you were going to do public television, you had to go through government regulations. Mm -hmm. It had to be approved. And so some script, you know, this was back when America was very like super Christian and conservative. Mm -hmm. So no drugs, stuff like that would never have even been talked about. Mm -hmm. um, but then cable, you know, paid TV started popping up let's say maybe early 2000s, maybe 90s, maybe 99. And um, people who wanted like more adult television 
could get that through paying, right? Oh, like Blockbuster and stuff? Not Blockbuster, but I think it was pay, uh, like cable. You know, oh, cable, oh, oh, cable. like, like pay, pay per TV. view? Pa- yes, that's the term. I always thought it was paper, like paper. I thought so too. I thought so. I like, like, what does that mean? Are we that far into the future? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it was like pay, you know, pay per view, like you know, like wrestling, Jerry Springer, the more adult stuff. You got, they put a paywall. Yeah. And so I guess now that things are so available to your phone, that paywall, people don't really understand the paywall is meant to keep certain eyes from looking at it to begin with. Not only that, but Euphoria has a disclaimer all the time that this is for mature audiences. Mm-hmm. So like kids shouldn't even be watching this show. Mm-hmm. Well, was Degrassi like that, or was it was it? Meant I never to watched Degrassi. I love. I was a you know Sav Bendari fan. You, oh, you, I'm sorry, you didn't watch the graphics. So I was like, bink, bink. Yeah. Hey, we need a bink, bink. <laughs> I do that a lot. My own sound effects. But, nah, man, Sav, Sav, Sav was a cool, I liked his character. But um, I like Euphoria better now. It's, it's more, it has more teeth. It's, it's very it beautifully teeth. filmed. Yeah. It's like so visually encap, encap- encapsulating. Oh, that's not the right word. Captivating is not the right word. You know what? My, my, no, my, my speech teacher told me, don't use captivating to mean that an audience is like listening to you. It means that they're being held captive. Like, mm. I was like, he was really intense. He, that kind of he, I'm sure if I talk about the people who know me will know what I'm talking about. Um, he was a speech teacher at one of my high schools, <laughs> went to so many high schools. And um, he would say the Pledge of Allegiance, but he would never say God because there was a part where it's like under God, under God. Yeah, he would say under it. And then I know it. What? I know it. The Pledge of Allegiance and the Texas Pledge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made us like. Yeah, I know. It was a cult. Yeah, I remember. Um, And every time you get to the God part, he would not say it. Mm. And I thought it was like maybe like he just forgot the words or something, but it was every time consistently. So he was a very precise, like strategic man so everything he did was with purpose things gotta mean what they mean yeah so he said never to use captivating so i wanted to use captivating but i won't but you guys get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um i just think it's beautiful the way it's filmed because it's filmed on film um and film is like timeless it can be uh converted even if it's filmed a long time ago it can be converted so it's still like hd looking to now to now you know i was gonna say i was gonna say Euphoria feels like Quentin Tarantino filmed mm-hmm. it. Because Quentin Tarantino films on film. Like the way some, I've noticed they've changed their, the way that they film. Um, they do like the comedic zoom ins and zoom outs the way that Quentin Tarantino does. Like when Rue's doing some, sh- some stuff, like in episode five, we'll get to, like when she's running around and stuff, mm-hmm. that zoom in, zoom out thing that Tarantino does. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this director, he knows what he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's very talented. I mean, he's a freak. <laughs> he's freaky, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And it's, you know, oh, well, usually people who are very skilled and talented, they usually operate on like extreme ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be an extreme person to be extremely like. Well, yeah. There, I mean, if you know his backstory, he was yeah. he did dabble in you know illegal substances that might be why this show is so good because you know he knows That's first-hand experience like yeah. the feelings and the hiding and the lying because when rue was talking she'd say some terms like you know guilt 101 like when her sister caught her or like are you doing drugs uh-uh-uh. and she goes what is that gaslighting 101 gaslighting, like this yeah. what you do you gotta you gotta like give another drug you gotta like i mean if they catch you, you tell the truth but say another drug yeah it was weed yeah yeah I was like, dang, I didn't know that. 
Let's that made me sick. Let me write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Boo or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Well, oh man, I lost my train of thought. That Kai really just got you going, right? Ca ca <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. Dang, I thought. Move it closer to you so you can so you can have some. Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you were talking about Gia. Oh yeah. yes, I when I saw that side of Rue, I was both intrigued and also saddened oh. because I didn't intrigued because like usually Rue isn't very calculated. She just kind of like does things like go with the flow. No, Rue was very calculated. I know that like she has like small calculations like, oh, I don't want to get concept, but it's never like that manipulative, I think, except when she's like super like needing drugs, right? No, when she goes, she is. Well, remember. The reason why she is the way she is isn't because of like her mental capacity. It's just due to trauma, mm -hmm. right? So the trauma is a, it, it dampens her true. It's dampening her mental processing and her true potential. And so it only like comes out like when she need like you know a cat's back to the wall. It's gonna fight. Yeah. Right? Remember when she was detective mode season one? And mm -hmm. She was breaking. Oh, I've, look at this detail. Look. So it's like when you have a manic, when you have a manic episode. You're very energized. You're very yeah. focused. You're very alert. So when she gets manic, yeah, her true potential comes out. Yeah, or her full potential. I'm, I'm talking about her like she's a Pokemon or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's but, evolving. Yeah, she is. But but now, nah, man. She, um, when I was watching the episode five, mm -hmm. the f only thought that was going through my mind when I saw her running was like, damn. She has good cardio for a crackhead, you know? She's a runner. She's a track star. Yes. You know, and uh, when she was hopping and jumping, I was like, oh, man, they would have caught me. They, I don't know. It would have been, been a struggle. Like, after that, like, when the dogs, when the Doberman came out mm -hmm. from under, I was like, oh, man, all right, all right, you guys. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she got caught by that random couple, I thought she was done for. How did she, she escape? Well, the husband isn't a tough husband mm -hmm. right and then the wife is the dis like ah, you know they were so yeah. incompatible it's making yeah. me uncomfortable and so like there's look at the dog right the dog was very so friendly you know, how the question is how could she have not gotten out of that house if she would have gotten caught i'm like come on yeah you deserve that <laughs> come on yeah that was from episode five yeah um hmm what are some highlights oh i really like the way the director talked about how he decided to film this season versus last season really what was the difference where, where he said that season one was kind of like the height of the party the 2 a.m right after the party where everyone's like good vibes happy excited still having fun and season two is more of like the 5 a.m of the party where everyone's all sweaty and gross and tired and you see like the aftermath of the craziness you had mm -hmm. and it's not like glittery the way it was in season one mm -hmm. and like these episodes have definitely felt like that there hasn't yeah. been a break i feel like in You're any right. of the episodes it, some of the, the episodes are very like earth tone it was like i think maybe green and yellow like it, more it nostalgic did, mm, right and not nostalgic and the first episode was like very nauseous mm -hmm. yeah. ominous nauseous nauseous it, like, like Everyone vomit looked, inducing everyone looked like they were kind of like sick yeah everyone they did kind of like, they, like they were sick they did mm -hmm. i did get that feeling. but i really liked you know fez fez's and ashtray's story oh my god yes like, that really set the tempo for season one and, it was, and i'm very surprised that they were really gonna cut him off as a character it's a good thing they kept fez, fez. yeah oh yeah. yeah it's a good thing they kept fez 
He's euphoria. like the Andy of Parks and Rec. Yeah, but it's kind of... It, oh, yeah, Parks and Rec. <laughs> I forgot I was wearing his hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Shout out Leslie Nope, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, Ashtray, man, like... That, I really like, I like the, the way he's developing. Mm-hmm. I wish he had more screen time, but even still... I feel like we know a lot more about like he him has now. enough screen time. And we know he's super loyal. He's not just some kid, you know? Like, in yeah. season one, he was like, I, to me, I was like, I don't like him. Like, he's so mean. And... Come on, are you expect him to be nice? Like... I just thought he wouldn't be in this situation. Like, I just thought he'd, like, be forced to be in that situation. Because we didn't know his backstory. But it's like, he's here, and he's, like, loyal, and he does his part. Yeah. And I like that. The boy was in the back counting that bread. Yeah. Come on, he loved the life. He lived it. He's a, he's a straight hustler. Yeah. Straight hustler. Um, my favorite part of Astray when he had uh, Cal hostage oh, in uh-huh. the crib. You know, that was because like nobody was going to do it. But this little kid doing it, I was like, yo. He kept doing it. Oh, my God. I was like, stop. Yeah. But then after that, that really set Cal straight. Knock some knock screws. some sense into him. No, knock some screws loose because after that he just no his screws have always been loose. Cal. It was it was so sad to me to see him act that way because like in season one he was like very not tough but he was just very assertive and like you never see him crack. It's put together. Yes, put together. And this one it's like you can see him crumbling as a man. Did you? I what his his, his entire like you know like the I whole, know but it's yeah. just. To see it happen, jeez, uh-huh. just to see it happen is like so different to me. Yeah, you're right. It was very like he was so defenseless. You feel something for him. Yeah, like he was so defenseless. Whenever Ashray kept hitting him, he was like, "Okay, like, let, can we just forget? <laughs> can we just forget? I even showed up here." I'm sorry, man. I just want to go home. Yeah, and then he came home and he just peed all over the floor, and he's like, "Peace." Yeah. <laughs> I, so in the last episode. I was talking about how men have midlife crisis mm-hmm. and lose their shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an example of a man losing his shit because all the pressure was on him. Because I'm sure if, if like, let's, well, he is the head of the house. He could have set a different dynamic. But it's kind of like the gears have already been moving. There's nothing he can do now. And so he's blaming on everybody around him. Yeah, it's because his... His dad. His, that and his childhood kind of stopped abruptly because he got a girl pregnant. That was not his intention. Mm-hmm. He had just discovered his sexuality, beginning to discover, discover his sexuality, and then the girl was like, nope, we're having a baby. Mm-hmm. That's usually how a lot of the, these guys' stories goes. Like a lot of my friends' dads, mm-hmm. it's always something like that. That's sad. They got to put their own desires aside to start, start a, a family, family. That, that they didn't plan on having. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that he blamed everyone... I don't agree with, but I can see where he's coming from because to him, it's like, you guys ruined my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing what I was supposed to have done, yeah. what I was taught to have done. And I, I don't think his dad raised him well enough to maneuver these kinds of difficulties. He can only, like, he can, he had high IQ, but no EQ. Yeah. Right. But then when I saw he was a wrestler, I was like, okay, I see you, Cal. <laughs> I, I, that's a we nice, see I see there. you. Let me, let me get in there and rest. <laughs> Yeah, that was exciting to see wrestling in a popular um, show. Mm-hmm. I get excited because, like, you're into wrestling. And so, like, for me, wrestling is part of my life now, too. Like, I, we watch wrestling videos together and stuff like that. So yeah. it's really cool to see it, like, 
on a popular show. Yeah. And he's he's not a football player like his son. I know. Like, always, it's always like, when I was younger, I was a football player. I was but, a basketball player. But finding out that he's a, he, he was a wrestler makes sense because he's a solitary guy. He's very tough, very straightforward leader of the group. And usually, you know, wrestlers. <laughs> You're describing are, yourself. If, if the shoe... If the shoe fits, <laughs> wear it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Um, but in the back to the episode five, though, when Jules, when Rue snapped on Jules, how do you feel about that? Okay. That whole episode started off super strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, I was like, can we just take a break, like intermission for a bit? Because like. <laughs> Her fighting with her mom and like Gia being so overwhelmed, like I could feel all the emotions. It felt like I was there. When she was telling Rue, uh, Jules off, I felt sad because I put myself in Jules' shoes. However, I, what Rue was saying was the truth. What she was saying about Jules, about how she only likes to be loved. She doesn't actually love Rue. Um, because as soon as like Rue wasn't giving her attention, she hopped over to Elliot. And yes. <laughs> yes. I concur. I concur. <laughs> um, and man, but I felt for Jules because I'm sure this has happened to her too, like her mom being an addict mm-hmm. and the way that she was responding to Rue, it broke my heart. Yeah, she was very like defeated, like, I, ch- I tried my best. I'm sorry. Whenever I, she. I love you. I know. It made me want to cry. Whenever she was like, we flushed them the whole after Rue had just tornadoed the whole house when she I said was she like, flushed him i was like damn i was embarrassed my cheeks were red i was like oh my god putting myself in rue's shoes like after not realizing like the people that you're trying to hide this side of you from saw everything oh my god cheeks on fire yeah it's like getting it's like getting spanked at school or, yeah. or like when your parent comes to class and yells at you mm-hmm. yeah and elliot man i don't know how to feel about him a lot of people hate him but like he has only known her for a bit yeah so like i feel like they put too much responsibility on him he couldn't have known how bad her addiction was i don't know i feel like he's a good i like the character that i feel like he pushes the story forward he told rue and then rue told the mom so you jules you mean yeah sorry sorry elliot told jules and then jules told rue's mother yeah so it's like I, you know, that's, it shows he has integrity. Some people argue that he hid it for so long and that doesn't show integrity. He, he because he wasn't, it was, because he, it's hypocritical, right? How can you judge someone when you're doing the same yeah. thing? Right. So to him, it was like, oh, okay, like we both do it. This is like the thing we do. But then yeah. as he discovers more about Jules, because like, you know, he Rude. runs into her. Sorry, he, he, ran, he ran into Rue at the New Year's party mm-hmm. in the laundry room. And she's like, what kind of drugs are you doing? <laughs> I'll tell you if you tell me. So it's kind of like, is this girl hitting on me? Is she trying to flirt? Like, yeah. What's going on? So Yeah, he, I don't think he could have known how bad her addiction was. Regardless of how she showed up with at him the first time, I don't think he could have known that. But if it was me, like when she said, I'm dying, my heart, I think my heart stopped. I'm like, all right. <laughs> we ain't hanging out no more. <laughs> but I feel like you're saying that because you're sober. And like you probably have, you're True. not an addict, so True. like you don't. Know. Like if I did that, I'd be like, oh wow, this girl's kind of crazy. Yeah, but like let's keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I like him as a character. I think he's a solid actor. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting he's also a musician. He was like a, he was a TikTok star, right? Or TikTok? No, he's he blew in, up on TikTok through TikTok. 
No, people do him before TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's a musician. That's what's up. It's kind of like when you found out Common was a rapper. <laughs> You're just going to expose me like that? So, as you guys may know, I found out a couple <laughs> very early. Uh, no, late. Oh, that's okay. A lot of people didn't know Common was a rapper. Because Com yeah. Common is more so like... You gotta, you know, be into black rap to know about Common Sense. So I only knew Common as an actor. Mm -hmm. And so, was it through the movie with Queen Latifah? I don't remember. Okay. And when I saw him, he did like a rap. He was rapping for like an award show or something with Kendrick, I think. I don't wow. remember. And I was like, wow, this song's really good. Like, he should be a rapper. Like, he's good at this. That's what's up. And then I looked him up and like I saw his discography and I was like, oh. Honestly, I can't even I can't even trip because I've I've had the same mistakes. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm sure some people like The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They did, if they found out he was a, a wrestler, a wrestler, they'd be like, it makes sense. But I didn't know he was a wrestler because yeah. like now he's 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 transitioned. And I think that's what life is all about. Life is all about transitioning, right? You do something. It's like you know Kobe said. I might be butchering this, guys. It, uh, it's like you got to be the same beast but a different monster. Right? Same intensity, but just in a different field that you're in. And anybody that can do stuff like that is extremely talented, right? There's, I'm just like, you know, there's Kanye, uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce. Uh, there's a lot more, but it's kind of like Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg, right? It's, you know, you rap, you take it as far as possible, and then you do something else. Because like, it's like Tyler the Creator keeps, keeps talking about, or Childish Gambino. I feel like mm, him too. Yeah, like even Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. This is Black History Month too, so I feel like a lot of the like black creatives or, or black actors or people who a lot of black people who break through when people finally see them. Oh, this is it, and this is who you are. Like uh -huh. you're a rapper, and that's it. We can't because like to to them, it's like they've never seen a person black or a minority be so multifaceted mm -hmm. which they are but just due to not being able to have the platform and resources to really learn and establish yourself you can't do it because like you know kanye was trying to get into fashion but he was like i couldn't get into fashion because they already have a system set up in france right the the resellers the wholesalers the the, the fashion designers that make the cuts they all work for like within these fashion houses and i need and i can't get in because i don't know who to talk to mm -hmm. and so it's you know so it's like you know for all you know if you're doing something you know you do it well you can also pivot you don't got to just stick to one lane yeah but just do one lane do it well be the best at it and all right let me try something else good advice solid advice solid advice <laughs> um life how's life 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 good for you i don't really remember doing well my life my life has been good you know since the last podcast i've really been reflected mm -hmm. a lot and just on growth you know maybe because my, my you know you guys listening maybe when you hear this episode i'll probably uh, you know be my birthday so make sure you wish <laughs> your boy make sure you wish your boy a, a happy birthday beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. But wish your boy happy birthday. Uh, but if you do hear this on Valentine's Day, just know I love you. Me too. If you hear this after Valentine's Day, my birthday, 
I still love you. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just I'm very you know 2022. I'm very excited for what this year has to offer because I'm just I'm super focused. I'm super just I'm dialed in now. Like before, I was kind of I wasn't. It was like I wasn't sure. I was I was still moving, but it was like I didn't have that like I'm a you know like I wasn't 100 percent. But now it's like I'm super focused. Mm-hmm. I'm super determined. I'm super ready to go. Get it ready to go. Get after it. every day. I wake up. I think 5 a.m. I'm like, all right, let's attack the day. Let's get this day started. I'm a, this is gonna be my day every day. And so it it just makes life fun. Like at this point now, I feel like I'm having fun. Everything I even this podcast. You you know you've been in this journey like we've expanded and we've grown and we've developed and it's been so fun because it's been a struggle you know <laughs> um that's why like you know and, and there's there's a saying or I don't know if, if it's a saying but it's just there's a post it's like you know it was like about suffering and I was like dang when is the suffering gonna end and then the other person turns to the person that said it and says. The reason why you feel like this is because you're looking for it to end. But you have to find meaning within the suffering because the suffering will never end. And so your mind is stuck on when will the suffering end? So you can't even enjoy what you got going on. Enjoy, but it's suffering. You can't enjoy life, but there's beauty within the oh. suffering, right? It's because if you just focus, oh, oh, life, su-, it's like, but there's levels to suffering. Mm-hmm. You could be suffering more, you could be prison, shackled up, beaten waterboarded so it's like are you really suffering right now you're not you're not that guy who's in prison (laughs) being like tortured that's true but um experiences are relative Mm -hmm. and so someone's like worst fear is like someone's like everyday life Mm -hmm. but that's what i'm trying to say it's like you gotta find because you'll never log out you know you're never gonna eject out this system Mm -hmm. you're still gonna be in consciousness you're still gonna be alive you're still gonna so like whatever you're dealing within yourself you have to, you know, mm, mm, mm. you gotta, you gotta fight it. You gotta fight it. Have you seen that TikTok sound? Yo, chill, G, chill, G. I got him. Make it, make it. Mm-hmm. You haven't. Oh my goodness, that's my favorite sound bite. Every, I don't know, like maybe three times a day, I do it or I say it. You know, I, I open my fridge, I see the jar of jelly. I'm like, what you looking at, jelly? <laughs> This makes no sense to me. I don't know what this is. <laughs> no, you don't get it. Oh, well, I'll show you the TikTok. But mm-hmm. man, that's my favorite. That's my favorite soundbite so far. Yeah. All right, you want to you go back to Euphoria? I don't, yeah. No, Should we? Back to Euphoria, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess, what was your favorite episode? Or like, what were your favorite moments, favorite characters so far? If you have any, any um, dissenting opinions? My f- my favorite moment in the entire season two of Euphoria has got to be when, hmm, let me think. Okay, so I have, I have two scenes, right? My favorite scene was, was uh, Cassie going crazy, her makeup routine. And she was oh exfoliating yeah. every day. She'd wake up. Five, 3 a.m. Was it 4 a.m.? 4, I think. 4 a.m. Just wake up and just. <laughs> every, every day, every day. 
just to get you know Nate to look at her. Just one look. And then when he finally did, you know, that was all she needed. That's. And that was when she was dressed up as Maddie. Is that normal? Like, do do some girls behave like that? Why do you do this to I don't, me? I don't know. You're always asking me like the craziest things, as if I have experience with this kind of stuff. Like, you're painting this picture of don't me. Don't you guys I'm have like, like a group chat? Oh where, like, my all goodness! The girls, like, all the girls in the world, like you guys come together and just talk. Like, all right, here's the weird stuff we do. Here's the weird stuff we don't do. <laughs> Tell nobody. No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um. Um, I guess I could relate to like just being so obsessed with the idea of someone like when I was younger though. Well, how old is she? Like 17? Yeah. I don't know, but I wouldn't be waking up at 4 a.m. to do that. No. I just think like I the feeling of like having a crush, I guess, but I don't know if I can understand it to the intensity that she was in. I think because she's dealing with like mental stuff that she hasn't worked out. So it's like heightened. Yeah. She, you know, she doesn't have a father figure. And so her father was a drug addict and abandoned them. So I feel like she's constantly seeking to fill, you know, that male validation void. And it doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help that anytime she had any contact with the male, it was like in a a sexual sexual way. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was never platonic. So yeah, that's all she knows how to, that's how she knows to interact with men. Actually, hmm? another another scene that I liked was uh, when when you know Cassie runs out the car. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know what happened, but I think her and Nate were talking. And she goes, "I don't know," but she just ran out. Uh, she just <laughs> like come chase me. I, I I don't know, but but that scene that's I don't like that scene. Never mind. But my favorite scene has got to be <laughs> my favorite scene has got to be okay. when Rue exposes. Oh Cassie my god! And Nate's affair or cheating yeah that was my oh i was was like whoa i was flabbergasted i was like because i didn't expect it to come out that way the way it was filmed too was so great so i may my memory might be wrong but it was like focused on rue and everyone in the background was blurry to kind of vision to show like what she's seeing right yeah like rue doesn't care about what's going on she's just trying to get out of there and so everything was blurry and so it only was when cassie spoke up trying to be nice that cassie came into focus and then rue was like my escape plan. Uh-huh, I got you. And then she was like, hey, Cassie. <laughs> and I didn't know she was going to say that. I thought she was going to say something nice. Like, thanks, that was yeah. really good input. But she, I was like, oh, Lexi? She was like, I was like, the whole time too. Oh my God, it was so crazy. I did not know, I did not think that was how that was going to happen. That was a wild scene, you know, from, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves running away. That's her thing. That's her, her go-to. Why are you running? Yeah, why are you running? What about you? Um, let me think. When Fez beats up Nate with the glass bottle? No. That was very exciting, though. That was, that's my, was my favorite scene when that was the only episode out. But now that there's been five episodes out, let me think. I think my favorite scenes were when Cal was, like, going through a mental breakdown. Oh, when he was at the club? When he was, like, driving erratically mm. and, like, showing up to the bar and, like, being loose. You want to wrestle? <laughs> I really liked it because it was, like, a different side of him. But it also made me sad, of course. But it it makes you feel for him. Yeah. Because he's, like, spiraling. He's like, oh, my God, this whole town's going to know, like, what I did. They're going to label me as a whatever. They really humanized him that episode. Yeah. But also, I don't want to sympathize with him because he's in some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't raise his kids very well, and they all hate him, and he doesn't care. Um, hmm, another scene. 
I mean, he never beat them. He was never an abusive dad, like physically. Yeah, but that's why there's other forms of abuse. Well, yeah, he was verbally. Like, he'd always talk down to Nate. And, like, did he, he literally said Nate is his biggest regret yeah. to his face. Was Nate, is Nate the oldest child? Uh, no, his other brother is. Why, like, why, why, why is, I guess the middle child is always that, the black sheep, so he doesn't get Nate. That's what it is. There's also a third brother that they have yet to I talk about. I thought that was a third brother, the one who was watching that while he had all the stuff in his computer, the weird stuff. That was Nate when he was a kid. No, there's two kids at the house. His other brother was there. The one that's like, why are you talking to mom like that? That's the older brother. There's another brother. Okay, so that was the oldest brother? I don't know what order okay. they're in, if he's like younger or older, but as of now, there's only Nate and the older brother. I okay. don't know about the third brother, where he stands. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember my other favorite scene, but so far, I hate everyone. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but last season, we Hater had our- alert. We had our favorites. Hater alert. And now I hate everyone. Dang, everybody. Wait, no, not Fez. I like the way Fez is, like, developing. Mm-hmm. But I just wish he'd just stay out of, like, the drug world. But, like... That's all he knows. That's all he knows. That and he's is trying his to get, world. Yeah, he's trying to get money for his grandma. And, and honestly, his world, he's been doing this since he was, like, a kid. His, this is, he's been, he had everything down packed. Everything was smooth. Everything was good. I've listened to the reason why you feel like this, you know, Rue kind of messed it all up. Yeah, speaking, yeah, speaking of Rue. And then Rue. she even went to his boss, too. Oh my God, we completely... Okay, let's just talk about episode five. Okay, That was five. a big one. Even though it was the shortest one, it was only 54 minutes. Mm-hmm. It felt like three years. Um, Rue, I like the way they depicted Rue messing up everything, everywhere she went. It was like a visualization of what drug addiction can do to the people around you. Yes. <laughs> the funniest part to me was when she crashed this random party and pushed the, the dude fell. over and he was like... And he fell into the table. When they dropped, when he, when the woman dropped that cake, that that broke my heart. Oh, because of the cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I cry over. Was it spilt cake? No, spilt milk. Is there a term for cake? You can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna eat my cake. Even if it falls over. <laughs> Ten second rule. <laughs> but yeah, I um just rue being all over the place and like how desperate she was and going to the woman yeah. who she owes yeah i'm scared for her life like Lori is scary it's always the calm one she gotta be careful about you know i love the way she talks about like i just listen to her talk forever she's so funny i don't know did you think do you think when rue was in the house and she couldn't pay up her money she was gonna sell her yes i did but why didn't they lock the room then if they were going to sell her? I mean, that would, that'd be the first thing you do if you wanted to sell somebody. I think she's playing the long game. Mm-hmm. I think because like... She did say, Rue, the first time I saw you... I knew we were going to know each other forever. I knew you'd be my life for a long time. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh. And the way that like the morphine was already set up, mm-hmm. it was kind of like she wanted this to happen. She wanted her to be addicted. Yes. Now she can only come to her. Yes, for the mm-hmm. shoot-ups. Because like she usually doesn't do shoot ups, she does pills. What about when she was? Do you think she she was a nurse in the show, right? No, I think she's a teacher. Oh, okay. I think. I think she worked as a nurse though. Did she? Oh, not? did she? We'll see. I don't remember. Because that was weird. Let me let me Google. Okay. Actually, can you Google? Okay. I got a lot of things going on in this thing right here. This sounds like an airport. It's gonna take off in a second. Oh my goodness! I did not know this wire was on my laptop like this. This is probably gonna distract some people. Mm-hmm. Well. 
Oh, wow. It'll teach them a lesson. Focus on, on what's important. That's right. Focus here. And on the bag. All right. So it, was she a nurse? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Okay. How do I find that out? <laughs> what's her name? Lori? Lori, but like, oh, okay. I see. Euphoria Wiki. Dun, 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 dun. Former school teacher. I was right. I was wrong. Because <laughs> I was going to say, why is she missing the vein so much if she was like a Oh, I completely did not watch that part. It was, was too like, much for me. Mm, mm, stop moving, Rue. Mm, mm. There's speculation moving. that people say that she did it on purpose to make her look like a druggie. A druggie? So when she does sell her, yeah. they'll be like, oh, she's too clean. This ain't a druggie. This yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. But some people were just like, maybe it's just depicting how much she's Rue's moving. So it could be as innocent as that. But mm. I don't know. I feel like the show has layers every time. Everything has like five different meanings. So who knows? Who knows? What are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen? Well, it ends with the door opening to Rue's mom's house mm -hmm. and her being like, Rue? I don't think Rue came home. But Rue was in the bed with Gia. But she, I guess she eventually does come home. But that might have. Not Might not have been I her know, I'm scared. I don't know. But she comes home, though. We saw the trailer. She was in bed with Gia. Right? But I think the next episode, they're going to wrap up, or they're going to somewhat patch up Rue's home life, and they're going to pivot back to Nate and Cal, and then Maddie and Cassie. <gasps> oh, my right? God. Because we saw the, the screen clip with the uh, revolver gun. And Maddie and was like. The tape, mm -hmm. Cal's sex tape with Jules. Mm -hmm. And Maddie was like, I'm going to plan something. Like, I got a couple ideas. I'm scared. This is such a, I, this is what I like about this show is that he, the director constantly shows you different sides to a character. Yes. He doesn't keep it like one note the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like when you think you know someone, you don't actually, because then he shows another side to it. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like, it's not even like far fetched. It's like it works Realistic, for the yeah. character. That's how somebody would, would behave. And that's realistic. And I guess. Why, I guess that's why people have a lot of issue with the show. Uh, a lot of people don't live in reality. And so when they see real, reality, it's like, I didn't come here to come back to the real world. Because the characters are very believable. You know, it's like not everybody is good. You know, and, and if you do see someone who's good, there's a little bit of bad somewhere. Right? Ashtray, you know, you see him. He looks like the kids with the, gold, with the silver teeth <laughs> that bite. You know, but then <laughs> when you see his backstory, you know... He's just a loyal, he's a loyal kid to his brother, right? Even with Fez to everybody. They're a very dynamic, multifaceted. And I think that's how people should be. I, I, I really like, I hope, you know, in cinema, we move past a lot of these like one note characters. It's because it's a lot easier to portray for like, it, it comes across a lot easier and it, it gives you a wider audience to appeal to. Mm -hmm. um, an example that comes to mind is like, Never Have I Ever, the Netflix show. Have you watched that? It centers around a girl in high school and she's like going through, she keeps making bad mistakes or something. I think that's what it's called. Never have I ever. And she's very young, right? She's in middle high school. Yeah. But this is completely different high school than euphoria. It's very like brightly colored and she's very one note. She just makes dumb decisions and all you can do is yell at the screen. That's pretty much it. Really? And she has, the show has a really big following, but can I, I'm just going to say my unpopular opinion. That show sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad what's so bad about it it's terrible first of all the acting is 
terrible. And if someone wants to be, get mad at like age gaps and like adults playing high schoolers, they should be getting mad at the at the male interest, the male love interest in there. He's 30. And he's playing like a 15 year old. And the girl who's who's the main character who plays a high schooler, she's 19. Like she's an actual high schooler in real life. Oh, wow. So no, that's you're not 19 in high school. OK, but some people aren't. It's the fact that he's 30 and she's 19 and they're supposed to be kissing and all that stuff is so weird to Man, me back then it was worse like dudes were like 50 and they were like, <laughs> they were having making them love interest with an 18 year old i just can't Wild. yeah but that show sucks and <laughs> that's how i feel about squid games just that's crazy don't say that they're gonna come for you yeah come for me I hated the way it ended. Yeah, I didn't like games. the way it ended. That boy turned into a, like, a social justice warrior. <laughs> Dyed his hair blue. <laughs> Red. Red? Oh, even worse. <laughs> that boy was looking like a, like a manga character. Man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? But, yeah, they should have just did one season. That was it. But okay, I take it back. It wasn't, it wasn't mid. I liked it. But then it, at the end, it was kind of, I didn't like how it ended. It, yeah. it bothered me. That's what we mean by when we say that shows, when they get another season, they kind of like, pivot and it loses its charm what is he gonna do stop the squid games yeah solo dolo yeah it's fucking dumb he's not even like what is he gonna turn into bruce wayne he's gonna go through <laughs> a training montage <laughs> imagine come on that boy, that boy is an alcoholic recovering alcoholic is he does he drink oh, sorry recovering gambler yes it's gonna be like kick-ass when he gets beat up by all, by all the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> what if they do squid games but like comedy version that'd be funny that would be funny I mean, they have a Squid Games on uh, PH. You know, what's PH? The Hub. I'm thinking like chemistry. Yes, that too. Oh, The Hub. Mm -hmm. The the drumming school. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. What was I going to say? <gasps> Squid Games. Um, they have a Roblox. Roblox is amazing, by the way. Really? They're so quick. Because you know how like Twitter's really quick to like catch on to jokes and stuff like as soon as something comes out. Roblox is quicker. They, ha they've, they have created a whole Squid Games for the little kids to play. Mm -hmm. They play like green light, red light, the, the sugar cutout. Oh, wow. All that stuff. I, like my little brother. I'll hear like the na 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 that, that song, the green light. And he's like singing it sometimes. I'm like, where did you get? I, I don't let him watch that stuff, as you guys know. But like Roblox is like a kid version of everything. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so he just plays. He doesn't understand the meaning behind it, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, every time I look over, it's like it's great. I don't know. I really like Roblox. What it, is Roblox? It's like is it like Minecraft? Um, yes, but better because I don't really know how Minecraft works. I know that you can build stuff, but I don't know if you can interact with other users as much as you can with Roblox. Okay. With Roblox, like you, you go. You guys are blocks, right? Yes, like Legos. Mm. And you go into different server, different worlds. There's a bunch of them. There's this one very popular called Bloxburg or Brookhaven. Brookhaven. And it's like a neighborhood world where you have your own house and people can rob you and you can you can steal cop cars. It's like baby GTA. Like GTA Junior. Damn. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if we should be playing that. <laughs> but why was I so far from the mic? I'm over <laughs> I'm over here just leaning over on the mic. Um but yeah, I, I like Roblox, I think, because it doesn't allow you to curse and it doesn't allow like inappropriate things, as I know so far. Like they mm -hmm. don't even allow inappropriate music. So yeah, I like it so far. That's I haven't good. found anything bad about it. That's good. But I just think it's so cool how they catch on to uh, mainstream media so quickly for being a kid's app. 
I mean, the these are developers. Developers are like top one percent of. No, I, I think it's little kids that make these worlds. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because they get rated by other users and stuff like that. Oh, okay. If it's good it's enough. It's kind of like that's like Minecraft. Oh, yeah, he has Minecraft too, but I have, I do not understand it. That's cool. I don't get it either. I I stopped like RuneScape was like that kind of thing for me. RuneScape, man. Hey guys, I feel like we should get back to playing RuneScape. <laughs> but I'm serious. That sh that shit was so fun. RuneScape was so fun. Um, the R Titan. I think I'm like level maybe 75, 78. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. Mm. I'm pretty alright. But I might be. I might maybe make a new character. Everybody, we all play together. Maybe like we could do Tutorial Island together. Tutorial Island was so fun. Everything with the whole game was so fun. I just remember hearing about it and seeing my friends play. I never played myself. Back then, game. I was like very like girls do this thing, boys do this thing mm -hmm. when I was younger. Were you like on Club Penguin? No, I, I didn't play Club Penguin. I played Neopets. Yes, Neopets and Panfu. It's a panda version of P Club Penguin. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And yeah. It's so sad all those games are gone. Like, no one plays them anymore, so they just kind of cut the servers. Mm. Makes me sad. Yeah. But that's, that's like, I, I see you have uh, a Neopets on your back. No, a Tamagotchi. Oh, sorry, sorry, Tamagotchi. Right, I'm a poser, though, because I don't even use it. I died. It killed it. I mean, it, I killed it. <laughs> it. No, it passed away. Yeah, but the cool thing about Tamagotchi is that when they die, you can, like, respawn them. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I feel like we need to bring that back. Respawning? No. <laughs> yeah, if we die, we can respawn, maybe. But more so, like, I feel like the 90s was the era of, like, the best innovation. People back then in the 90s were really future forward. They were looking towards the future. Um, I guess that's during the tech boom. And um, fucking Mac, the Mac, the uh, Apple computers with the, with the Macintosh. transparent, with the, you can see the guts inside. And then the Game Boys, the clear. Man, just way ahead. Now we got like all these subscriptions, all these shitty ass movie sites and stuff. Like, come on, bro. Where's the innovation? Where's the creativity? Where's the design? I feel like yeah. just the design and creativity, man. We just maybe I'm just it might just be me in my own little small universe. I might not be where the innovators are really innovating, mm -hmm. right? And like they're Harvard, like we're here, Cambridge, yeah. We're here, <laughs> but just more so on the consumer side. I just feel like everything's kind of lazy now, and even fashion itself, it's. Well, never mind. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm trying to get into tech wear, right? <laughs> tech wear. It's like it's a new style. I don't know. It seems like like tech. It's kind of cool. I'm a, maybe next episode I'll be I'll be oh. teched up, <laughs> dripped out, drip pushing pee. What's that? that song? It's a song. Yeah, by Gunna in Future. Mm. I'm pushing pee, pushing pee. What's that? But Pes Bian, she turned no from lesbian. I don't know. Was pushing pee? I don't know. You don't know? Mm -mm. Paper pushing mm -hmm. paper. Product, maybe. Oh. You want to Google it? No. Okay. That could be like one of the mystery questions in life. Hey, guys, find out what pushing me means. Send us a DM. All They're right. probably like yelling at us right now, telling us what it is. Send us a DM, MLA format. All right. Double Cite spacing. Your Cite your work. sources. Don't forget to put Professor God's will in Professor V. Nessa. Yes. Right. I know if I want to. <laughs> I know you want your whole government out there and whatnot. I mean, my name's Nessa. Where, do, I, where else would there be Nessa Daniel? That's a that's a code name. <laughs> that's a code. I like that Nessa Daniel. My, my firstborn son. That <laughs> dad. Why'd you name me that? Hey, long story, man. <laughs> Go watch podcast episode. Blah blah blah. Season. <laughs>
Go to sleep, Nathaniel. 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 What's that name that we would used to crack up at? Jimothy. <laughs> That's a good one. Jimbo. Jimbo. Oh, the Twitter guy. Mm-hmm. No, but just the, the term. What's pop and Jimbo? Mm-mm. Great, great like internet slang. Ah, uh, the internet where mm. we reside. Yes, ma'am. We are citizens of it. Yeah, I'm very excited for the future. Like, I'm very excited because this metaverse stuff. I'm very excited to see what they're talking about. I'm kind of nervous. What's going on with Russia and Ukraine and America? What's going on? I think Russia and Ukraine always have an issue because, like, the Russian, the Soviet Empire used to contain like a lot of other countries, like Russia and other countries. But then, when the Soviet Union broke apart. All the countries that broke apart formed their own. And, you know, Vladimir Putin feels like the biggest disgrace in Russian history was the fall of the Soviet Union. So, like, his number one goal is kind of, like, put it back together. And so... He's trying to put all should, of the Soviet Union back together? He'd, he'd like to, like, rebuild the Soviet Union. And oh. he wants, you know, Ukraine is, you know... Disbanded? It's kind of like China and Taiwan. Uh-huh. Or, like, China and Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Mm-hmm. Mm. It used to It used to be. And so he's working right now to, to get, get it, it back. back. How, what does that have to do with U.S.? And so, I mean, the U.S., you know, they're trying to make peace. Like, you know, the U.S. is like the world peace holder. And, you know, Ukraine is like, hey, these niggas trying to invade us. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Like, look, they're like, they right next to us. Come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's, and then, you know, some people are talking about Bitcoin is Russian. That's why it's falling. I don't know. There's crazy stuff happening out there. So I'm very oh, interested wow. to see. I want to see how all the chips fall in the future. Right? Joe Rogan's getting canceled. I, I was on the fence about it. But then, you know, he started saying the N-word. I'm like, all yeah, right. I was going to tell you that. Okay, so we had. Yes, out of here, Joe. <laughs> it's the citizens of the Internet's turn. <laughs> We're next up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because we have off-screen discussions, obviously, about, like, other things in when we had this conversation, I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading more about it. And it's not just the anti-COVID stuff. It's like, he said a lot of dumb shit. His podcast was like locker, you know, it's kind of like where he just went to talk and just kind of like, you know, be himself and just say crazy shit with his friends. And when you get big, people always go back into your history to see, you know, what you got. And what you I said. just hate that excuse though of like, it's locker room talk. Like, why is locker room talk that way in the first place? Well, remember what I told you? Nobody's just all good. There's always another side to someone. And so you can't show that side to the world because it's not socially acceptable. So, you know, if you're a man or just a human, you have aggression. You have like, you know, you won't, you know, I don't know. I don't, but it's just kind of like I try not to. I try try my best to like stay away from crazy talk. Because I know it always comes, you know, it's like just in general. I I just feel like it's a waste of time. Just like not you know what i'm saying i don't know yeah just just being angry and then later to realize oh i shouldn't have been that angry mm-hmm. more like why did i say that why did i do this yeah. why did i do that so it's like i always try to like i like staying by myself <laughs> i like staying by myself so it's like someone doesn't really lead me astray you know the bible says if your eye will lead you to, or if your arm will lead you to hell cut it off and mm. you know throw into a fire mm. like that's how serious we have to be about our business in like trying to reach self-actualization wow That's i mean deep. don't don't cut off don't cut off your arms yeah then yeah think use it metaphorically yeah like you know don't do it try your best not to do it but yeah 
Joe Rogan, man. I never listened to him. I only knew him from Fear Factor, so I always thought it was weird he was doing other shit than other than Fear Factor. It's crazy, you know. I, I thought they would have canceled him for like making people eat coagulated bloods or. I, he loved making people eat like bull testicles. I promise. Fear Factor. I would turn on Fear Factor. I'm watching it. I'm Joe Rogan with Fear Factor, and if you want to win a hundred thousand, maybe I don't even. I don't even think they got a lot of money. I think they were getting like maybe chump change back then. Like three bucks. From his <laughs> with some lint, <laughs> whatever he had in his laundry pocket that day. <laughs> like, oh, here's, 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 here's. the but Sorry, the budget's kind of. <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> the lint. <laughs> oh, I got some more. I got some more. <laughs> but if you save up, that could be like a worth something right there, kid. You know, don't kindling, give up. kindling for a campfire. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he was always. It was always like blood, hissing cockroaches, and bull testicles. Mm-hmm. Three steps to be Joe Rogan. Ding, ding, ding. Do it one more time. <laughs> We're having a lot of fun with this Akai. I like his. This is a great addition. Wait, like a, uh, well, wait till we start we, assigning sorry. more mm-hmm. sounds to the pads. And if you guys have any sounds you'd like to hear. Oh. Shoot me a message. Like keep it appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like happy, like uplifting, mm-hmm. like like woohoo, go, <laughs> go, go, everybody, <laughs> go, go, everybody. I like that. All right, but it seems we're nearing the end. Oh no! I, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. So fun, oh, huh? Oh yeah, I hate saying goodbye. Never right time to, to say, say goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> if you know. Gotta let it go. No separate ways. <laughs> Chris Brown reminds me of this one person I used we used to know. And every time I think of Chris Brown, I think of this character and he was a character for sure. He was a diehard Chris Brown fan. You know, Chris <laughs> Brown would like have an album and it'd be like I think maybe twenty songs. <laughs> no, it's like fifty two. Fifty two songs. I'm like, hey man, you're the Chris Brown. Yes! <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, okay. <laughs> like, it was good, man. It was good. I'm still listening to it right now. I was like, okay. Oh, my God. I guess that's how people feel like when, I, when I'm a, like me being a Kanye fan. Because, like, you know, Kanye, well, maybe back in the days, but not nowadays. But. <laughs> it's been released, like, two hours ago. <laughs> and he's listened to it, like, five times. Like, Yo, my nigga, there's two days worth of, like, music on that thing. I listened to it four times. Oh, speed. my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... Oh, Chris Brown. <sighs> but no, I don't like Chris Brown. Mm. I'm a good guy. Mm. But congrats to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky giving a baby. Yeah, congrats, man. Woohoo! No, we'll put our own sound. Woo! Go, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Woo! That was a good one. I have not one. laughed that hard in the podcast yet. That's a first. That was a first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Anything final to say before we go? Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Go to the chiropractor. You, you need it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Just go like this. I mean, I've been I was leaning down, <laughs> leaning over this. Was it rounded shoulders? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Did you hear that crack? <laughs> no. Oh, I got. Next episode, you guys see me? No. No. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. This is good. Co- this is a good posture podcast. <laughs> We rebranded. (laughs) (laughs) Chiropractors of the internet. Uh. Mm. Okay.
that's it. You have anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, don't forget to wish a real nigga happy birthday. <laughs> all right. I mean, there he is. All right. There don't forget is. to wish a real nigga happy birthday. Right. Also, I love you guys. You know, it's been Aww. it's been so fun. You know, this we're almost about to hit three years, and it's been so fun. You know, hanging out with you guys. I think once or twice a month, making these episodes with. That's a healthy relationship. Yes. Once or twice a month. We still, you know, it's like nothing changed, nothing stopped. Or, you know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I can do two episodes a month. I almost went crazy editing the last episode because I was just like staring at it in my room. <laughs> like, it ain't good, you know? And I had to like go to the museum and get some fresh air, but it's fun. It's fun. You know, I feel like Vincent Van Gogh before he cut off his ear or something like that. Okay. Just like, no, just more so like you're chasing after perfection. But but back to but back to what I back to like closing statements though. We've uh, been cutting a lot of limbs off this episode, cutting arms off, cutting ears. What's next? People. Cut it up, people. Yeah, yeah. Cut off. Wait, toxic that's another people. sound bite. Mm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. My sound. <laughs> <laughs> that, we might have to just record sound bites. You know, people say I should have been a voice actor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we might do a voice acting podcast episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, where we like read a script. Oh yeah, that yeah. would be fun. I'd be very fun, and then I could add like, like maybe themes to it, sound effects. That'd be very fun to listen to. Maybe do some lighting work. Make it. We're boom. just planning on the podcast right now. Yeah, why not? Who cares. <laughs> all right, all right. We we've ran over the time. All right, we gotta yeah. go. All right, signing <laughs> out. <laughs> In three, two, one, zero.